Hey friends, I'm not sure what the schedule looks like yet. Hopefully we'll have more episodes for you soon. But just so you know, if we do miss a few weeks and you're having withdrawal symptoms, listen to my other show, Cash Withdrawal, also on Nerdist Network. That's what it's there for. Um, Also, I have a few dates next year I'm hoping you can buy some tickets for today. I'm at the Oklahoma City Looney Bin, January 31st through February 3rd. Let's fill that place up. Also, Rooster Tea Feathers in the Bay Area, February 14th through 18th. I'd like to see you there for Valentine's Day. Uh, put together a very romantic show for that evening, so bring a date. See you there. Touche! Now entering Nerdist.com. Answering the questions you don't have. Deep conversations in the shallow end. Two men with lots of ideas and less than an hour. Intelligent-ish. This is Cashing In with T.J. Miller. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Mr. De Niro. Uh, We will call you. Yeah. Whew, Jesus. Greatest living American actor. <laughs> right. Uh, anyway, uh, God, I guess that's been our day. I've been auditioning people for uh, Cashing in with T.J. Miller, the musical, and uh, very excited about the project. Um, but I'm also uh, not only, uh, you know, didn't, didn't just write the script, I'm also hosting uh, the show, and I, uh, I'm picking out who's going to play the parts of some of my favorite guests over the years. And it's tough to do. I just haven't. Uh, I mean, they say there's a lot of good actors and actresses in uh, New York City, but I, uh, not I have not seen that to be true. Ouch. Uh, in any event, uh, oh, it looks like there's somebody else in the waiting room now. I'm just going to bring in. I'm so, by the before I bring him in, I God, am I excited about cashing in with T.J. Miller, uh, the musical? It's really uh, it's an exciting project. I had no idea. It's kind of uh, well, it's off. It's it's a little bit off Broadway. A little bit off, sort of. Broadway adjacent, off Broadway adjacent, um, kind of two levels past. It's in, it's it's somewhere near Queens. It's sort of out in, out in the Brooklyn. I'm not sure where it is going to be performed, but hey, at least we're here doing the auditions right in Manhattan. I'm going to bring in the next one. Uh, uh, who's hi? Oh wow, you look like the spitting. Hi, hello, yes, hi. Um, thank you so much you, for having me. Wow, you're in the Long spitting. Island, Brooklyn. I can see I who you're auditioning it. for. Thank this you is so much for having. You are the spitting image. In Queen City, Long Island. Thank you. I like your commitment. Uh, I mean, I, I, your thank outfit. You. Thank you. Your outfit's exactly like uh, one of my favorite guests, T.J. Well, Miller. Thank you very much. That's who you're going for, right? Well, no, no. Well, I, I think you. I think you'd yeah, be a perfect. He's around, but I, this, I, the fact that you like it is great. And wait to hear me yell. Well, you have a perfect. You look a lot like you kind of went a little too far with the hair. I'll admit it. Um, really? Yeah, a little too far with the T.J. Miller hair. That doesn't ring true. But it looks like you've really uh, put some time into this. How many weeks have you been working on this role? Well, for about two and a half days, I've been having uh, a makeup artist do shading makeup. Okay. On me, a la Kim Kardashian, <laughs> and it has not gone well, yeah. uh, as you can see. But my nose is pronounced and looks more like his nose, and my chin is weak and cowardly and afraid. 
Did you have work done? Because you really are I the spitting image done. of, of one of my done. favorite guests. I TJ did have Moore. work done. Yeah. I had work done. Okay. Just to, just to audition for this role. Just for this role. Wow. Well, that's a lot for of commitment. musical. Cashing in. Yeah. It's going to be great. A lot of music. A lot of, lot of singing. A lot, lot of falsetto. A lot of great. What's yeah, that? Yeah. A lot of falsetto. Can what you give mean? me... A lot of falsetto singing. Can well, it you... feels like you wouldn't need... That would be a small part of the show, right? And that you would... Well, there's a bit of singing. Uh, can, you, can you give me one of your uh, best notes? Sing uh, uh, really Bette do... Midler's The Rose. I don't I don't really do falsetto. Okay. But uh... Well, Cash usually does those parts anyway. Right. Bottom line, I think we should do this, and this is what I've You're done. You're talking about you, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Sometimes I talk about myself in the in the third person, especially when I'm giving interviews uh, to people about possible roles. I can see. Uh, I just, apologize. Just, so just that, a question. Yeah, yeah, just so I'll be taken seriously. And I'm glad you're taking me seriously. In any I event, am. here we are. Uh, you know what I think we should do? Let's just do the show. Uh, are, you? are you off book? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it is. It's an improvised show, right? Well, there's a script. To, you know what? We'll improvise this part. Okay. We'll act like you're doing the podcast. I know this must be a thrill for uh, you. Uh, maybe you're I, doing the podcast cashing in. I know. And may, maybe uh, and you're playing will the tell part. you how excited I am. Yeah. Ready? Yeah. Uh, here's, a little, um, here's a little segment we like to call Tweetalize. Some people might call it Tweet it, just tweet it, never gonna hit a beat it. Tweet, tweet, tweet it, tweet, tweet, tweet it. Right? Well, I, you know, you're, you, that, that part needs a little work, but I, but really? I feel like, you know, we'll, I'll try to guide you when we get to that part right, of the show. I, just, I tried to take it to where I could, you know. Yeah, usually, way I was trying it's usually to, a higher register. Taking it to the tweets. <laughs> oh, 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 taking yeah, it funny. to the tweets. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah. Yeah, so I can do the falsetto. Well, I can, I can see all. the harmonizing might work. Uh, Great. Can you do the, the, the tweet it part again? Sure. Tweet it, just tweet it. No, I never mind between it. Tweet it. Wow, that was pretty good. Okay, yeah, well, I think we're well good. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's. You know what? Let's start the show. This is. Uh, this is great. So you are T.J. Miller for the next uh, forty-five great. minutes. Yeah, you ready? I'm give it a shot. Yeah. Okay. Welcome to Cashing In with T.J. Miller. My name's Cash Levy, and I'm. It happens to everybody. People get even De Niro kind of. And I'm Blue Seller. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. People kind of fall apart during. And this I'm Heller. Just, just, and just say. Uh, and I'm Dwarf Banderstomp. Okay, close, close enough, close and enough. And I'm Stenderton, Buttlepicks. <laughs> I can tell you've really done your research. I'm shit ankle gravy, friend. <laughs> did you, did you practice with the Meisner? I'm my parents' brother. Is this the Meisner technique? No. It was the Meisner technique. <laughs> this is the Sasser technique. Yeah, they say my before me, except <laughs> after Stanislavski. <laughs> so thanks for coming in. This is great. Uh, you know, you know how we usually like to start the show. I uh, think so. Yeah, isn't we it? usually start it off with the triple banger lightning round. Triple banger lightning round. Question one. Question one. Question one. Uh, goodwill or stuff that's too clean for the dump? A little bit of both. Mm-hmm. I like a goodwill. I like goodwill too, but it, it's sort of like a, a lost and found that's charging people. Don't you think? It's like it's kind of. 
A little bit. For someone like yourself who would go to a lost and found when they needed a hat and be like, I left my hat here. Yeah. It was like a white, it was like a white, black kind of hat, like a beige yeah. off. What do you got? It wasn't a snapback. Yeah. It might have been. Yeah. I yeah. left my I left my sunglasses. Really, what kind were they? They were uh tinted. Yeah, tinted. They had uh, uh they were the kind with UV protection. <laughs> uh I like Goodwill, but it's always weird to find something that you just can't really do much with or it's a scarf and it's five dollars and then it's another scarf and it's 38 dollars and you're like what in the good god damn is going on yeah that's why i like to when i go to the thrift store i go to a michael's Mm -hmm. and i craft a thrift store experience you craft that for yourself huh how do you do that I'll take uh, little pom pom balls and Elmer's glue and uh, Lincoln logs and pops, uh, popsicle sticks. Yeah. And I'll glue them all together and kind of create a a little thrift shop store, a Goodwill. And then I'll, using fabric and little bits of beads, right? And a stapler. Yeah. And I'll kind of, you know, put everything together. Fashion them together. Yeah. And, and as you want to do. As, as one is want to do. And just, you know, and I'll make a little sort of doll of myself, and then yeah. I'll have. So every time I go to Goodwill, it's a Michael's craft store experience. It is. I mean, because at Michael's, and I'm not paid to say that they have. Yeah, at Michael's, someone would have paid me not to have said that. Probably, um, they have a consistent, at least, system at Michael's. I, I feel like Goodwill is more of a. Uh, I, I don't know how the fire marshal allows. Sometimes you can't even see the floor. I feel like the fire marshal has really really getting paid off extra to ignore the fire hazard that is goodwill. Do you think they let it slide a little bit because it's like a charitable endeavor? I would love that. The fire people? They're like, if there is a fire, everyone here will die. But you know what? <laughs> Uh-oh. That's that's probably the next candidate for uh, the show. But you know what? Stay here. Really? I'm just going to send them away. Is that Dustin Hoffman? Send, send him away. I think we might have found our T.J. Miller. Dustin... I just think they have a hoarding problem. Oh, oh, okay. No, he really. I'm, I'm serious. So uh, we're just gonna go check it out and see who, if that's Dustin Hoffman. Just kind of gently, kind of, you know, all the greats have come out to, uh, to, to want to do the podcast. It's gonna be very popular, uh, Broadway musical, and I think it's the singing. I think it's the singing that's really. Uh, made people interested in doing these roles. Uh, there's so much music. Uh, you know, uh, of course, the score is going to be by uh, Bread. Uh, Bread's going to do main. Of, uh, of course, the Little River Band is also going to make a contribution. Uh, and also uh, Michael McDonald, uh, who sings, of course, Taking It to the Streets. Uh, he's written uh, a couple tunes. But um, in any event, it's going to be a fantastic experience. And uh, I'm really excited for you to. Uh, to watch it come out to off, off, off Broadway. And uh, it's kind of, it, it may not be in, in New York itself. It may be out in uh, in Philadelphia, but it, it's, uh, I'm not sure it'll be really in New York. It might be on the West Coast. I'm not sure where it's going to be. but it, it's I'm good excited thing. to travel to Tulsa, It's a good Omaha, thing, right? and Oklahoma. Yeah, we're going to travel with it, of course. Absolutely. I'm sure it'll travel well. We'll be well. in Tulsa. There's nobody that loves our show we'll more Kansas City. than those good folks we'll in the Midwest. We'll be in Oklahoma. Yeah, the good folks in the Midwest love the show. It's like Friday night every night. 
In New York. In New York. In New York Every night. City. You wouldn't know what day it is here. And that's one thing I'm enjoying about this. You definitely can see on a Wednesday somebody having brunch. That does, doesn't that's feel not okay in all doesn't feel of the like world. hump day here. It's right, not a hump exactly. day. Yeah, right? this doesn't but you know, I think that doesn't mean that everybody is not working because everybody is, but what it does mean is that you can walk down the street and see someone completely drunk eating pizza in flannel pants in like pajama pants. Yeah. On a Wednesday, and they're not a college student. It is so clearly it, a person in their late 40s. And so it makes you feel good to, to be on vacation because you don't have to come here on a weekend. Here's some, one thing I hate when people go, Tuesday is my Friday. No, you can't usually, you can, in other regions, you can't just choose a day and have it be a different day. Okay? Tuesday like, can't, you can't be like, do you ever October's, say that? Do you ever go, it's not your Friday. Yeah, it's no it's one's Tuesday. Friday. It's no one's Friday. It's Tuesday. It's not even hump day yet. It, you know, you can't just go, October, October's my December. I got to go. I have to go Christmas shopping. Yeah, that's okay? true. I got to, 19, you know what? I, 1918, or 19, 2000, 2000. Everyone's going to be patient. 2018, that's my 1945. <laughs> so I can't go to Japan. See, and that's why we're patient, because it always comes through. You know what? I got to go home today, today, and they're like, but it's your Monday morning. No, it's not. For me... It's 1929. It is the morning of the <laughs> stock market crash that led to the Great Depression. So today's my stock market crash. That's what I'm going to start saying. Today's you can't say Tuesdays or Friday in most instances. Well, and you know what's really mind-warping is when you go into a TGI Fridays in New York. Because somehow there it always feels like a weekday. <laughs> TGI Fridays in New York... Yeah. Feels like it feels like less. They almost took away from the since every day is Friday in New York City, they are Unfortunately going backwards. When you go to a TGI Fridays yeah. in New York City, you go into a U I A W. <laughs> a U I A W. It's not TGI Fridays, it's U I A W. Yeah. yeah. Unfortunately it's a weekday. It's always Tuesday there. It's always Tuesday. That would have it's been a much Tuesday funnier, on faster way. It's yeah. always Tuesday on Fridays, at TJ Fridays. <sighs> but it, but it's a it's a it's an exciting city. I, although uh, triple banger lightning round. Triple banger lightning round. Uh, question here: uh, New York, not enough people. I feel like there's. It's almost like not only people living on top of each other, almost living inside of each other. New York. It's almost. Hey, New Jersey. Could we have a couple of your people? <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of people. And, There's a lot of people. And and this is where, you know, we were walking down the street last night. We had a different we, experience but with we, it. We, and we've been joking a little bit about how and you continue to... You're not quite used to the walking situation yeah. when there's hundreds of people right. around you. And yeah. so there's a lot of bumping. Which I'm, is nice because you know what we don't do But ever? no grinding. We never grind. We never grind and we never fist bump. Yeah. We don't do that very much. We don't shake hands or have yeah. So it's been nice to have you in New York to sort of for that. You've been a little frustrated your at hitting. times. Your hip. I, I think my shoulder hitting your hip. That's basically what happens when we bump. No, 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 no. <laughs> you, it's, it's always, as I mentioned, it's always, <laughs> I clearly know that everyone in this vicinity is going to head across this crosswalk and you're positive <laughs> we're going into Lenwich for a pastrami sandwich. <laughs> and it happens to be the opposite direction. Yeah, another thing I'm doing, which you mentioned, I do the whole arm out, sort of like you might be walking into traffic as if you haven't lived here for a few years. But that is because I have kids. So I'm used Katie to like stopping that. people she, from she, going into traffic. She'll try and stop me from jumping into traffic and say, soccer mom. That's what she always says. Yeah. Katie, it's like, soccer mom. Even, even traffic cops, I will put my arm out 
You got to it. save them. I'll do it to a car if it's smaller than the car that's <laughs> oncoming. You'll do it to traffic. a smart car. Yeah. If it's a mini, a mini Cooper, a true yeah. Mini Cooper, yeah. a soccer but, mom. But part of the plan was to, to come out here. Soccer and, mom in it. And you were going to live a, a little bit more anonymously out here. Well, here's Because what, there's so many people. Here's what I realized right? in talking to my, mm-hmm. uh, my therapist is, because you know how long I've wanted to live out here. Yeah. Right? I mean, you, uh, you went to school in, on the East Coast, and uh, I know your wife loves it here, but you also thought, it's, I'm going to be more anonymous here. And we walked down the street last night, and there's a percentage of people that, well, as it, usual, a I'll, large I'll percentage. Say, I'll yeah. say, yeah, you can. Yeah, my, my doctor Bruno just, <clears throat> my psychologist sort of said, you know, you're not anonymous. You don't. You'll never. You can't, like Kristen Stewart, who I've talked to about this. You can't put on a baseball cap and sunglasses and disappear, which is what a lot of people can right. do. You're like six two. You've got weird, crazy, crazy hair. Crazy hair. Crazy hair. If I had hair, my, I would do that. In fact, my psychologist goes, I mean, you're what? You're six foot four. In my mind, I'm like, I'm six foot three. He's like, you're like 280 pounds. I'm like, I'm not 280 pounds. <laughs> and he goes, you got this giant app, this huge curly hair. And I wanted to be like, why didn't you just say Afro? Is there a funhouse mirror here, doctor? Yes. Yeah. I, I feel been, like you're not really looking at me. Always been Maybe tre- I've been lying down too Have you always been long. treating me through the lower half of your bifocals, sir? <laughs> Doctor, sir, what uh, what lens are you looking at me through? The experience, the experience was so cold, the Empire State Building had its hands in its own pockets. <laughs> <laughs> so it just all melts into. So um, you know, he made this point of like, you're just not anonymous. That's not what's going to happen. And I realized that I, since I was in college, wanted to be a stand-up comic in New York City with my one true love K8 living in Manhattan right. ideally downtown right not famous right not a huge celebrity now this and then herein lies the problem that I think is important to preface or as I pronounce it preface mm-hmm. but to preface sort of you know the story that you're about to tell I, pre- I pronounce it prefake prefake yeah I can pronounce it prefake I spell it with a K. What about a... But that's a whole other... Frefache. Frefache. <laughs> but that's a whole other ball of yarn. Anyway, continue. Bo- or as I call continue. it... I digress. I digress. of urine. <laughs> of urine. A whole other bowl of urine. Uh, no, just that even as I say this to the 12 and a half, the only people that I can really be truly vulnerable with, as far as an audience goes, it is so very impossible to complain once you've become famous because first of all everyone thinks that you're so so rich right just positive that you have more money than you know what to do with which is not the case right we're constantly running debts to create things to to provide more gore burger for kate to do her exhibition right Right. the money goes back into the to the machine as it were even this podcast we put the money back in the machine yeah i've never made a cent off this podcast in fact we're down a bit with we're me flying quite out quite a bit, in yeah. fact. Yeah. We're going to talk about that. Yeah, It's okay. Yeah, we'll... Let me put it this way. When I need to go uptown, I swim. It's not going well, okay? Can't take a bus. There's any Uber pooper. But they assume anyone they see on television, they, it, people, the, the common man assumes... Certainly so rich, and also... The 12 and a half is not the common man, right but most say, people assume... You're, right, the 12 and a half, this is why I'm telling you, most people, these assholes, fuck them, to those of you who aren't listening... Fuck you. Plebeians. That's Plebeans. what I would call them. Plebeys. Little plebe debbies. Plebosaurus rex. No, the plebe debs. 
debuting their plebs. That's cheap pudding. Don't worry about that. <laughs> uh, you know, it's just it it doesn't sound right to ever complain. So what right. happens is that's why you become so isolated. Is the only people that you can kind of complain to, which your complaints are what you're about to bring up. Mm-hmm. They're not yeah. uh, another person wanted a picture with and me. And I can tell the story because they really are supportive. Yeah. Um, you know, it's you, so you end up only being able to interact with or talk to or complain to other famous people, and you want to be in public less and less. Here's the problem with New York City. It's 98% public. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I'm really lucky. Even the urination. Actually, Even the urination. This is like 98%. 98%. Because of this place, yeah. New York is probably, for me, only 75% public. Yeah. But it's much more public than any right. other city. So you're, cons- you're in the public, and so we were walking last night to go do, I went to do the Comedy Cellar podcast, which I was so excited about, but they had canceled it, and that was a real bummer, because I wanted to talk to them about the transition and the ideas of just all the politics, the dichotomies, the, you know, the things that are so fascinating and make the Comedy Cellar what they make it. Mm-hmm. So that didn't end up happening, and I was kind of bummed by that, because I kind of never got a text saying, hey, this has been yeah. canceled. And then, as we were walking, I took you by the Village Lantern, and I said, right. you know, I used to perform here with Isaac Witte. I used to sit on these stairs. But you said it was your first don't... place you performed, yeah, it was right? the first place in New York that they ever okay. really let right. me up. Right, And when I would come by, they'd go, all right, you want to do a spot? I mean, I'm sure it's every Hanukkah you performed at for the, the, for the family, for, for your family at growing up. At Village Lantern? No, just in, you know, in, in Colorado. No, but my mother brought me a unicycle. Okay. And there is a ventriloquist dummy within four feet of me. That's actually the truth. And it's, hey, you know what day it is? It's Friday. So it's Friday. So, you know, we're walking, and uh, as you and I are walking and passing by this place, somebody yells, a girl yells, women aren't funny. And that's a reference to some clickbait thing where they recontextualize something I said to say that I don't think women are funny, which I do. Ellen DeGeneres and Steve Martin are my two favorite comedians and icons and idols. Um, so that's just not the case. And that that bums me out because as bummer. you saw, I can't run over and go, no, 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 let me explain yeah. the context of the article because right. it, you're much more likely to click on it if it says that TJ can't do that. And then we walk by these two uh, women, coincidentally, who and said... And I consider you a feminist. Hey, we have a misogynistic I'm, feminist. I know. I'm, no, I'm a very bitchin' <laughs> feminist, which is... I'm so feministic that I can use the word bitchin' as an adjective. So I, I 100%... And yeah, even, sorry, just then, like you being like a misogynistic... I am not a misogynist. I know, I know so you're So that's not. incredibly difficult no, to no, no, sort of I, have that... Be, I know, I know. Yeah. People know. So uh, our fans know that's not true. Anyone who listens or cares or thinks or reads knows. But so that happened. Then these um, two, there was those girls were awesome. They said, "Hey, we have a show with the Village Lantern. Yeah, would you guys like to do the eight o'clock show?" And I could tell that you were thinking, "No, we should be podcasting." But it ended up being such a fun show. Right. But before we did the show, we're walking on the way to the Strand Bookstore to right. do a video. Right. To promote the Ready Player One book club in the UK. You're falling apart over here. You got pages right. going all over the yeah. place. You yeah. got your backup audio just fell on the plastic <laughs> case. 
If you guys knew the anxiety created for cash when it comes to audio quality, you would actually appreciate I, it. I the value- podcast is free. You would actually I appreciate know. it. I have now, valued these conversations. I don't want to lose so them. So we're so we're yeah. walking and we're so we're going, we're on our way to do promotional material. So this is stuff right. that I'm doing just to help people see the movie. Right. Because I know it's gonna be a good movie and because it's a great book. And on our way, this right well, you describe it. Well, I, first of all, I'd this, like to hear your. Yeah. Well, because it's first a very of all, defining moment yeah, for me. First of all, because I'm considering yeah. moving back to Los Angeles. Well, for, first of all, <laughs> you could see it coming. Um, you could see it after a show sometimes where you're like, this is the drunk crowd member that's going to invade my personal space and say something that's going to ruin my evening as they're leaving the show. And you usually try to stay away. You go into the green room, you could see they're, right. they're loud and they're. She kept stopping. This is before she did what she did on the street and wanting to get your attention. And it was clear that, uh, you know, she wanted to... She looked like a girl who wanted to get attention. Yeah. So she was a white girl, we would find out, very entitled. Right. Sort of well-dressed, maybe a college student, probably not. Right. And not that young, I don't think. And maybe drunk, but kind of one of those girls where you're like, you're either really annoying and drunk, or you're really annoying. Right, right. Yeah. So... I, I knew she was annoying. We knew that part for sure. So we stopped, just so that she would keep walking. That was. I think that's why you stopped. That's certainly why I stopped. No, it was why I stopped, and she walked yeah. past it. And she walked past. We thought it was over with. About hundred, you know, maybe fifty, fifty yards later, we're at the intersection. I believe it was uh, two hundred twelve paces. May not have been that yeah, far well, actually. Yeah, two twelve. Of course, I, I count in five, so you do the math. But um, you do the math because I. Can't. That actually shows how uh, short I am. It was two hundred twelve of my paces. <laughs> It was seven of your paces. Eight paces of a guy with a huge <laughs> app. It was seven TJ paces. Curly hair. So then she stopped and she goes, there's a famous person. Or she yelled something out and you you just kept walking. You didn't want to engage or acknowledge her, which is exactly how I would have handled it. And then she was upset. I think it hurt her pride that somehow you weren't stopping to take a picture with her. But she had already proven to be obnoxious to just stand and yell amongst a large group at an intersection. Right, she didn't ask for anything. She didn't say anything friendly. She goes, that person's famous! And she started screaming. TJ didn't acknowledge her because that would have created a worse scenario, or so you would think. But instead, she just said, uh, oh, he doesn't want to acknowledge his fans and say hello to his fans. Well, fuck you! Fuck you! And it was, everyone was stopping and watching, and we kept walking. And... It was really, it was terrible. It was a terrible thing. Not it really as terrible was. as it was me terrible. allowing you to tell the story. Okay. It was, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I always get worried that I'm like, I, I don't know if I should do a podcast because I, I may not remember or be able to call yeah. enough things back. It's very funny to me that that is etched in my memory exactly. But of course it is. And that was a paraphrasing of that exact. Did, did I get her phrase wrong? Yeah. Just a little bit, okay. but it was, you're right. We were strategically trying to not have an interaction with someone. Right. Which is, I think... A God-given right. I think it's I fair. That. I think it's fair to Leave not want to... America, wanna... it's legal yeah. to not want to yeah. interact Absolutely. <clears throat> so we're trying to do this. She never asked for a picture. But you're right. As we passed by, she said, Hey, how are you? You're famous. Are you famous? And I didn't acknowledge her, right? Because I thought, if you and I move through this, then maybe right. there won't be a bad interaction right. here. Right, um, Exactly because, what because, I would have done. Because, by the way, what is the answer? Yes, I am famous. Then what happens? I mean, does that kind of... Is, it, is she yeah. like, I have this incredible charity that yeah. I'd like... Yeah. That has happened, but yeah. it never happens that way. How many relationships start where someone's yelling at you? 
Like, how many positive relationships? Do you know anything in marriages anybody, start that way? Has anybody listening ever had a positive experience with someone who goes, hey, hey, aren't you? Yeah. And then whatever's yeah. after that. Right, right. Unless it's like, there was nowhere hey, to go. aren't you choking? And you're like, eh, 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 yeah. And yeah. then they help yeah. you and you yeah. live. Yeah. That's okay. That's only in an so, emergency scenario, so yelling's okay. And you listen, there, you yeah. know, there are hundreds of people on the street. It's on Broadway, actually. It yeah. was on Broadway right, right. near uh, Union Square. And so we kind of keep walking, and I, I wasn't rude to her. I just not at all. I, I was far walking. enough away that I I could have not heard her. Mm -hmm. And then she goes, "Hey, hey, everybody, everybody, look! There's a famous guy who's a fucking asshole to his fans and won't say hi. Fuck you! Hey, fuck this guy! Right, everybody? Fuck you!" And she was calling to everyone on yeah. the street to say "fuck you" to me. Now nobody did because they're not. And it wasn't the nice people. fuck you that you'd get sometimes. It was, it was, it had a, she was, it had a, she was angry. And, and uh, you know, if you, I'll it, tell you yeah. that plus the women aren't funny. Thing. Yeah. You add those two together over a well, 20 made, minute period. But made me sort of realize like as a straight white guy who said, I'm okay with being the villain post Silicon Valley for a little while. Quite a few people are taking me up on that offer. Quite a few. Yeah. So. What I'm realizing is that here in New York, that that's a day-to-day -day thing. I mean, that is, and it, it really is. And and it's not, usually it's wonderful. Then we pass by a bunch of people who are so nice. Uh, two people that were amazing um, uh, helped us. I won't say their names because I don't know if they would want me to. But they um, they helped with the Ready Player One marketing thing. And I gave them two free books and other. I have probably... 99% of the time it's great right. interactions and then it's that and uh, what I try and do is shrug it off but I think all of us have that experience of saying well I know why they did that who cares it's stupid it doesn't matter but it it really hurts your feelings it really makes you feel like shit like you're a piece of shit yeah and <clears throat> that's <clears throat> that's not to say that every girl that walks around Manhattan doesn't get cat calls when they go past a construction site. This is not a unique experience. It's just one that I'm having and having quite a bit. And it was interesting for you to see it because in, in New York, I'd say that might be the worst of that. Cause she was calling to people to yeah. be like, fuck this guy. Yeah. But I'd say there's about, I could point to 20 to 50 other times that were almost as bad. And think how long I've been in New York, not mm -hmm. even a year. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, it's, it's, um, so it's very, so that was very interesting. And then last night that kind of crept into my psyche slowly, but surely. And I said to Kate, I relayed the experience to Kate and she goes, Oh Jesus, babe. And I went, yeah. Oh Jesus, babe. Yes. Yeah. I do not want to go outside of my own home. That's a, Oh Jesus. And she was kind of in a, the correct position of saying, why are you upset with me? Am I not reacting correctly? And it was, no, it's not that. It's a frustration that I'm here and I'm doing what I want to do and I'm doing it for, I'm going to these clubs with the Village Lantern. How many people were there? It was a full room, but there must have been, what, 20 people there? Probably, yeah. 20 people. They didn't pay. We didn't get paid. But we're there because they went to see a comedy show in New York and we want to give them a great show. So the two of us dropped in. And we did what? And six I think minutes, it's, it's too minutes. bad I was unable to do that. No, that's Folks, not true at all. Ladies, take Folks, a break, fellas. You know what I'm talking about. And transgender community, you have our support. You know, we've we've talked. You know, um, we we've talked about. I've probably I told you this theory at least twice. Not even a theory. I think it's a fact to some extent. I just want to tell our listeners the way I feel about it with with the fame 
the, the unique animal that is fame, that people love underdogs in our country, and they love oh, to I see lo- you. I do. I really. Like they love to see theory. you rise up. They and love to see you rise up and become booing? famous. Did we, did, yeah. Did we talk I don't about think booing? so. Not on the show. Did but they love to see you rise up uh, and become famous. They they're cheering for you. Siri, what is a theory? Okay. One of Cash Levy's thoughts. Siri, is Siri a theory? Here's some information. I have a terrible relationship with Siri. Yeah, you said that. I hey, like Siri is. She never responds Siri when I'm around. A theory? <laughs> I thought so. Good, good. She she never gives me real answers when I'm around her. Um, they love to see you rise up, and then it's a cycle. They you get to the top <laughs> in terms of your fame. Your people love you. People like what you do. You've become noticed, and then uh, they try to knock you down. Uh, with gossip, innuendo, clickbait at this point, um, stories about what an asshole you are. Uh, people in their own lives feel like, why did this guy get what he got? There's probably... A, I met him once and he was a he dick. He was a dick. There's jealousy elements to it. There's uh, He has an easy life. He should be more appreciative. There's all these storylines that they create. They knock you down. He always tries to piss up his own butt. Right, yeah. He's always trying to pee up into his own he, butt. He can't circle pee correctly. What, why is he doing that? He's bending it backwards in the morning because he has morning wood, but it's not a full erection. So he it's malleable enough that he could directionally <laughs> urinate into his own anus. Why is he doing that? Why is I he, met him one time, he did that. Why is he peeing from a headstand position? Why Why is he doing that? He's just that kind of guy. Anyway, they start to knock you down. They, 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 take, they take quotes from you. They take them out of context. They basically turn you into a monster, and they knock you down, right? And then... When you're at your rock bottom, and this isn't just celebrities in terms of uh, the you know music or uh, entertainment industry, uh, it has to do with athletes too. And I see it with athletes; they are looking for a flaw, okay, a scandal, anything. They knock you down, and then they love to get you. They love to rise you up again. They love the where is he now, and then look, he's back, and you see that cycle, and uh, you know that's part of what's happening here. You know, yeah. Well, the booing is a different. I think that's a different animal. Um, the booing, I, th- I find it remarkable that people go to sporting events. Knock somebody down. Yeah, let's let's. Here's this guy uh, out on the field who's better at what he does than anything I've ever done in my lifetime. I mean, do you know the degree of difficulty? Of uh, I mean, the amount of people that are trying to become a professional athlete and and weren't able to do it, uh, like myself, you know. <laughs> and I'm going to sit there and drink well, six because beers. Because you're lazy, but yes, yes. And drink and eat a. Uh, a, a pile of nachos out of a, a bowl shaped like a helmet, uh, because right. because things taste better if you eat them out of a helmet. Um, and I'm gonna sit there and I'm gonna yell at a complete stranger, and tell him what a fucking loser he is. And often they're yelling at their own team. And that, but that's the part that right. baffles me. They have a shirt on uh, with somebody else's name on the back that plays on that team and that person struggled for two games and they're yelling at that person as if that would inspire that athlete to play better. That baffles me. And that me. is called Philadelphia <laughs> where they said they booed Santa Claus. And Philadelphia, by the way. <laughs> no, not just Philadelphia. It happens everywhere, Philadelphia. I love Philadelphia, but I'm just saying it happens everywhere. What's baffling to me is in Philadelphia, what would especially, you to boo a Philadelphia especially, yeah. things usually taste worse 
In a helmet. In a helmet. Because they play hard in Philadelphia. They cycle hard. They do it all. <laughs> and they go hard. And I've had nachos out of a bike helmet in Philadelphia. I don't know why, but I do know it was terrible. It's disgusting. <laughs> I mean, the booing, all of this. And here's the thing. Even I mean, now, I think there's some people that are kind of like, well, who cares, booing? I think, actually, instead of thinking about that, or, oh, geez, oh, boo, you're famous. and so, Instead of that, think about how many people are listening right now and have had a similar experience. Have had someone publicly either shamed them or made them feel shitty or been mean to them. And even in, at a family dinner, right. you know, somebody says something in front of everyone that is just horrible to you. So you know the feeling. And what if that happened every day or two? Every That's day or two. That's the question. And, 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 and what if you couldn't talk to anybody about it because they're like, well, yeah, every day somebody makes you feel terrible publicly, but, you know, you've got a lot of money. And it's like, well, yes, you're right. I do have a Look, lot of money. I, I don't have as much as on the Internet, to right, be sure, not right, even one quarter right, of that. Right. But... It's yes, that is a that is a perk. That's an upside. Another upside is after the podcast show, the live one in New York, we had about four or five people come up and say, This podcast means more to me than you can even imagine. We drove from Philadelphia. Another yeah. reason we love Philadelphia. Yeah. yeah. We drove from Philadelphia to come up, you know, to see a live podcast. So there yeah. are benefits and there are there are benefits. Drawbacks, some would say, Hey, some would say, Hey, this is part of the uh Part of the arrangement. This is part of the Price equation. Of fame. You're right. You get all these good things. So now let me let me let me sort of course. speak to that for yeah. a second. Uh, someone like say Charles Barkley often says, "Look, uh, you know, people want pictures with me at dinner, and they annoy me sometimes. But I I, I fly first class. I live a wonderful life. Uh, uh, people enjoy what I do, and that's the price of fame. But here's the difference in my in terms of you and some other people I know Charles versus Barclay. Charles Barkley. Here's the difference." Charles Barkley is not like an incredibly sensitive man. That it's not as easy to hurt his feelings as some others. I think. Um, I, I think there. Are, I think Imagine we're, we're. Charles Barkley is listening to the podcast right now. He's always been a secret fan, and <laughs> just a single tear goes down his his cheek, and he wipes it away and says, "No, Charles. But <laughs> you're not a sensitive man. But 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 here's the thing. I'm a sensitive person. These things would hurt me if I became famous on on the level that you have achieved." These things would hurt me. I am too sensitive for it. And there are certain people built that way. I'm not criticizing Charles Barkley. Some people are more sensitive than others. But the celebrities and the people that have become famous that are sensitive, it's got to hurt. And I don't know what level you are, but you're more, I, I would assume you're more sensitive than Charles Barkley. So I don't think he would do... Charles, if you're listening, I don't know why Cash <laughs> is getting down on you about your sensitivity. Look, you're a compassionate man. I don't. It doesn't mean he's not compassionate. I'm saying... Right, you spawned the band Gnarls Barkley. <laughs> it's not that he's not compassionate. I'm not accusing him of anything. I am. But some people's feelings... I think he's got a heart some as cold as Frozen's theme. See, I think most comedians, their feelings are more on the surface than other professions. Well, what, that's partially well, what makes people what funny. Is. I think partially here's being a, in touch here, with... Here's what it is. What yeah. if every day someone said to you, hey, you're a bad person and you don't think women are funny or right. whatever it would be. And also, everybody, look, this guy's ungrateful and he's an asshole. Every day somebody said that to you. It doesn't really matter how sensitive you are. It's, it's crippling to have that happen daily without me being able to follow that girl. And I even said, I yelled out, I go, women are funny. Why would you say that? What are you talking about? 
if I follow this girl and go, hey, I, you didn't ask me for a picture. It's not that I'm not taking a picture or paying attention to my fans. It's that you're very drunk and obnoxious and nobody really likes you. It's not that I'm not paying attention to you. It's no one wants to pay attention to you. In fact, I think maybe if you're dating someone right now, they also wish that they saw less of you. <laughs> I can't do That's that. That's a great breakup. Can we see less of each I other? Can't. Right, exactly. But I can't, I can't. What's the least we can see of What's one the, how can we just whittle this down? Maybe a once a year thing? What a, who the, Horton hears a how <laughs> can we stop being around one? I will say this about New York. If but I, so you can't do that, so yeah. that's infuriating. And so you just have to take it, and that's what every girl who gets catcalled by a construction worker or any fellow dressed in a beautiful flowing gown gets yelled at by a construction worker. Like, you know, it's 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 something that everybody goes through, but boy, does it suck, and it did not happen even one-tenth of the amount of time in Los Angeles. And the sad but real part of it is I don't like Los Angeles as much as New York, but I liked New York before I was famous, and it is not New York before I was famous anymore. And maybe mm. it would be if I yeah. was... Leonardo DiCaprio and I popped my cool jacket collar and threw on awesome Ray-Ban sunglasses and you know threw on a Yankees cap and no one looked twice but it's not I am this lumbering toddler body giant my tiny voice, person a giant tiny my person my voice I was in um, I'm a giant tiny man um, I was in New Orleans, and I have I have it downstairs. The full face mask that looks like a warthog. Just the most elaborate, crazy. You can't see any inch of my face. <laughs> I was walking around with that on, telling Kate like, "This is what's so great about being in New Orleans." You know, yeah. this is why I love New Orleans. And they go, "Hey, hey, are you T.J. Miller?" <laughs> I heard your voice. <laughs> so it's like, unless I'm a mute warthog in New yeah. Orleans, yeah. It's tough. It's just, it's different, and it's it, it's going to take a little while, but I never thought I would become this famous. I think that's the other thing, is I never considered the idea that I can't walk a block without somebody being like, hey, because there, there are types of fame where you don't. So I want to do this podcast. I want to do this fame podcast where I talk to all, uh, everybody, all my friends about their level of fame, because we all experience it. You had a certain kind of fame that is dangerous and rarely experienced on a cruise ship where you I was just going to say first. I was just going to say that the cruise ship experience where you have to live with your crowd members and even when the shows go well on cruises um, I still feel very uncomfortable for the rest of the cruise after the show, even if it's been a fantastic yeah, show. Yeah, because people um, also kind of go hi because they think they know you mm -hmm. and it's a constant and I'm not that um, outgoing uh that i can do that all night long or all day and it's happening all the time and uh it's a prison it would just it's be a prison it would be inauthentic for me unless to you can swim be like but you know what it's okay it's okay right unless you can swim unless which you can i swim. tried to go on the hudson but it's I'm not see i think swim. it would have been great to be single in new york i know you're talking about this but why okay because chavez ryan chavez who's yeah. an amazing producer and does uh, uh Gorberger bookings and helps produce that show he and I both agreed it would not be good to be single in New York. Oh, I, first of all, the, the women here, the variety. The women so here will implore a crowd of strangers to yell "fuck you" at someone. That's what. Mm, yes. Well, that was the exception, but I mean, there are the variety of beautiful women, and there's something about beautiful women, uh, and I'm different than most men that just makes me want to. Um, 
make love to them. And put, and put your... Yeah, what I do is I like yeah. to, and then I wiggle, and then the, yeah, I do it different, and then that, I wiggle, and then this 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 like white thing comes out. It's it's shocking for everybody, really? and then I fall asleep, and it's great. It's great. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's sure. fantastic. But I would do this sure, if I lived in New York, and if you're single right. in New York, white stuff comes out, and I fall. Asleep please try this out. All you have to do is make it habitual to flirt with one girl a day, and here's how you do it. Oh, this there's is all a these good girls. Point. There's all these girls reading books. This is a practical living this in the modern your, age. It's your statistical mind right. at work. It's baseball. It's a practical living in the modern age. Um, once a day, so that it, it loses its its you know the fear level that you might have approaching a new person. You do it once a day, so it becomes habitual. If, and there's all and these you girls. You have to do it, even if it's not going to work. Yeah. Even if you know it doesn't that it's need not to work because seven of what it times is. Times the last week right. it's never worked. It will you work. You do it again. You have to. All you do is you find a. a, a an attractive uh, woman or anybody of the opposite sex or the same sex, whatever you're into, and you walk up to them and they're reading in a park and there's so many people reading in New York, sitting on park benches or wherever else, and you say, I just bought that book. Are you enjoying it? And that's the perfect conversation starter. And you do that, do that 30 days in a row. It's the 30-day plan. You will find a mate in 90 days. Do it for 30 days in a 90 days. And if they say, oh, you days. just bought this, what's it about? <laughs> Yeah. You say, I don't know. Well, that was the thing. They say you can't read a book by its cover. Why don't I sit down and let's have sex and talk about the subject? (laughs) Okay, I feel like you pushed the needle too far. I feel like you're moving too quick for this plan. You're right. You're right. Before you talk about the book, ask, do you want to have sexual intercourse here (laughs) under this bench? Sure, there's a lot of gum and cigarette butts, but I'll clean up the cigarette butts or the gum, but not both. (laughs) I mean, it reminds me, I was telling you the story. I used to, I worked at a at a clothing store in Hawaii, and every uh, every day, my friend and I had moved there, and we decided that every single day, every single clothing person... clothing store in Hawaii is so funny. It was a Hobie Sport and Surf Shop, of but, you know, uh, but mainly we sold clothing, and, the, you know, clothing for the beach, that kind of thing, towels, the whole thing, uh, surfboards, and the girls would come in... I always consider towels clothing for the yes, beach, beach rather clothing. than fabric, yeah, which could yeah. be... <laughs> Part of clothing for the beach. You know, you cut a hole in a towel, and what you've got is a robe. Cut a hole in a towel, you can stick your dick in. Shawl. You cut a hole in your dick, you can put a towel through it. You put a shawl over your ass, you better call the cops. Because daddy came home for Christmas. Uh, my favorite line from the entire history of the show. Well, uh, I but, do want to say this. So, so I would come up. We'd come on to every girl, and, then bonus would, and we would ask them every show, uh, every every show, every day. They'd come in, and we'd say, "We're having a barbecue later. Would you like to come?" Which is and great. Great barbecue, line, as you said. Very innocuous. And, yeah. And I said, "You can never not throw a barbecue." There's never a moment where it's like, "The girls called. They're coming over for a barbecue." But we don't have. Oh wait, we, yeah. yeah, we got a grill. Let's right. just go buy meat. Yeah. So we it. and we, of course this was before cell phones. I, I know that's a hard thing to, to remember for some people because some people weren't even alive during that. But we would just write their name and what hotel they were staying at on a card, on the back of a, a Hobie card, and then at the end of the night we would share notes. We'd have little notes about who these people were. This is a very classy story, by the way. I'm starting to realize. And 
we but a lot of it we get to know people and some of them I've even kept in touch with. No, it was, but it was I, a great way to meet people. What I what I like about what you're saying is don't fear rejection or an awkward conversation because you know you're gonna have another one tomorrow. Right. And what is more innocuous than honestly saying, Yeah, hey listen, you know, we're having a barbecue. Yeah. If you're free, you guys should come. That's yeah. not saying like and then maybe if yeah. things go right I can touch your genitals with mine. Well that's that was actually the, the title of the book that we'd then give that them. That was on the Hobie yeah. card. <laughs> Right. Wait, what's going on? Maybe I, can, a- maybe I can touch. Go on. Maybe I can touch your genitals with mine. Here, we're having a barbecue on Saturday. <laughs> Let me write it on this card. So, so the bonus episodes. Oh yeah, the bonus episodes. Talk about that because well, here's the, time the deal. Do you have to go to the airport. Yeah, yeah, we gotta go pretty soon. Here's the deal. Well, what time do you have to go? Oh, I don't know what time it is. Five, four forty. Yeah, I've, I've about, I've got a little time. But do you want it? How much, how much more can you do? No, we're doing it. Yeah. Okay. Um, I want to. Uh, I think it's important now, because you might have to leave for the airport in a little yeah. bit. Is to talk about your theory of the bonus episodes. We sort of started a bonus yeah. episode, right? And talking about it. But I think what's amazing is that so many people feel so anxious, so powerless, so without any. Yes, you can make five calls to your senator, but nobody really feels like the senators are listening to those right. phone calls. And Cash, you brought up that, that we've been losing money on the podcast for years right. and years since the beginning. And that's fine. But Not- I'd like someone to make some money off this now. Okay. And I'd like someone to benefit from this beyond... Uh, I would, in a time I would when like- so much is going wrong, I thought it was really cool of you to say, why don't we use the podcast to make things go right? Because that's why we've never charged for it is because we didn't... You know, right. we're not trying to make a profit off. No, of it. not at all. We just want people to drive from Philadelphia to say, "Hey, right. last show we drove up from Philadelphia to see right. you," and then you got on a podcast and started talking shit about Philadelphia right. cash. Right. But we have spent a lot of time, uh, at at no expense, actually losing money, to yeah. uh, to do this, and I enjoy it. I love getting together with you. But now you're in New York. I've got to leave my kids to come out here and, mm-hmm. and hang out with you and do this. And I love every minute of it. But I'd like someone else to benefit. I would like someone else to sleep on the couch. You think I would it's like gross. yeah. I would like someone else to benefit from this. And I feel like this podcast could be an opportunity to make the world a better place. I, I don't want to make it sound too. Uh, uh, what's For the word? Every dollar you pledge, we will beat a baby koala to death. Is that right? <laughs> Not exactly. That wasn't the right, exact thing. Yeah, and, and here's the thing. This is a nonpartisan. I, think I read the email wrong. This is a nonpartisan plea here too. I feel like uh, we have discovered over the last how many years that politics can't. What changes the world is individual people. So my dream. Here's my dream. My dream is this podcast raises some money towards a how cause much? I care very well. I came to you. I wanted to raise. Uh, well, my first thought was one hundred and twelve no, and a half thousand to dollars. First? To you, I said two hundred thousand. So we're looking to make two hundred thousand dollars off the for podcast a charity. for charities. And here's here's the for charity way to do this. You guys decide each week what the charity. Each podcast we do, you decide that week what the charity is, and then we donate a portion of the proceeds to it, and then we cover our expenses and cash. Tell them the real kicker. The party. Yeah, I'm. You each get a free kickstand. That was the kicker. But oh. what were you gonna say? <laughs> Here, here's what it is. I think we're. Um, here's what it is. We'd like to use the show to to raise some money towards a worthy cause. For me, it's save the children. Um, I feel like there's. Um, you can and say whatever me, you want about hunt, politics. It's hunt the toddlers. Okay. <laughs> Pull the toddlers out of a well for you. 
But for me, no, save the now. children. The bottom line is I've discovered, and we've done some work with them now, uh, April and I, that, that uh, the Head Start programs are really important. For every uh, buddy that doesn't have preschool in our country or any, you know, um, pre-kindergarten type learning experience, uh, there's a 70% chance or over that they will end up in jail. But and you know that, that would be, you, these Head Start yeah. programs are really important. And that's but where... did you know that one out of every... 100,000 people who do go to preschool yeah. end up being a real asshole. <laughs> real piece of shit. Yeah, probably. Yeah. No, for sure. Assuredly. Yeah. Statistically. <laughs> so so that's the charity. In, in any event. So it's not smile train anymore. I like smile You're train, You're off too. the smile I like, train. I'm not off the smile train. Let me put it this way. Folks, <laughs> Cash's smile train pulled into the station a while ago. <laughs> All right. So the deal is... Uh, we would like to try to put out some extra episodes, some bonus ex- episodes. And I know that sounds strange because we haven't is been able to. Is the food and beverage car in the smile train, is that just floss and tic-tacs? And what are they serving there, do you think? I don't know. I, I think it's very soft food. I doubt the poppy seed muffins made it yeah. on that train. <laughs> There's a lot of toothpaste and toothbrushes on the smile train. Sure, Marvis. Um, we go to the You go to the Patreon page. And what we're going to do is we're going to put out some bonus episodes on Patreon. Triple bonus episodes. And uh, we're going to ask for two and a half dollars. And you will get these bonus episodes. You also are giving to a charity. We're not keeping this money after expenses. I would like us to, to break even on expenses. I think that's fair. We're going to yeah. try to, our oath is to try to put out more episodes. To buy a new outfit for each episode and consider that some of the expenses. To buy, to, to fly private planes from now on. But not to fly in them, to, to fly o- them. To fly private planes, to, uh, uh, to eat caviar while we're doing the show. Which, yeah, we're doing that. And the $12.5 that are left after the 200000 we will give to charity. We'll give to charity. No, it would be amazing to give a big chunk of We got the big giant check. My dream is to give a big... Let them know what the kicker is. I just is. want to look back on this and experience. the kicker? The kicker? The big party? No. Or the kickstand? Three kickstands. Yeah. <laughs> kickstands. No, Cash was going to say he wants to look back on this. We've done made... this for five years. I want to look back on our friendship in this show as something that made the world a little bit of a better place. I'm really kind of frustrated with, and I think we need a little inspiration, too, uh, with the show that it's that it's that it's creating something bigger than the show itself. And it, we don't well, even care do about it. Are the you money. guys up for that? So Hit us let up us on know the if you're internet, up for it. on social Two and a half media, dollars on Patreon. Uh, we also... We're not gonna, this uh, won't start happening until next year, probably. Well, maybe. Well, I'm not sure when we're going to start it, but I might do an, an ad on a previous show just to kickstart this uh, and give out the kickstands that we're going to get. Um, but I think I think it's something we all could feel uh, proud of, that we, we kind of get together and do this. Also, we're going to use maskers from the Patreon account for those shows, so you can hear your maskers. Yeah, you're much and, more likely to And there's going to be a, a special uh, Yonderland Club uh, of people where the, if they give, like, I don't know, how many dollars per month? Well, we want to talk about... We're going to throw a monster party. We're, we're going to talk about monster what party. the monthly fee would be to yeah. be a super premium member. A super who, premium monster party. Uh, I will yeah. throw a party in New York and a party in Los Angeles. And if you can make it to either coast, then you can party with Cash and myself. And you know, and celebrate be, this. Won't be big party, and that's where we're gonna have the big this. giant check made. So there's my speech. Now let's do some maskers. What yes. Do you think? Yeah. Some Speaking maskers. Speaking of a deacon. Yeah. Let's do a little few maskers. I've got a few uh, here. This was lovely. And last night, after all of that, and after a little bit of conflict with K8, I really wanted to do a podcast with you. 
because I think it's so nice to be truly, those are the best podcasts is when you're really authentic and vulnerable. And, but the reason I, the reason Kate is feeling so unstable a lot of the time in her life is because she thinks it's unsafe how much access strangers have to mm-hmm. us, to our information, yeah. to everything. Yeah. So it's a precarious position. The good news is she loves, let me repeat, loves the 12 and a half. We told some of the 12 and a half that, uh, that and, and this girl met her and said, I want to tell you that I, I am so sorry, but we're part of the 12 and a half. I know you love everybody but the 12 and a half. And I said, no, 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 no. She really only loves the 12 and a half. Everybody else she thinks is either too bro or just entitled in a way that yeah. is uh, making things generally worse rather than generally better. And you can always use this. And uh, I'm teaching uh, Cash about a little thing called a paperweight, which has been around since the dawn of stones. Uh, you ready? You Dr. Know, Leviathan? But I, I yep. wasn't... Oh. Uh, just that I, you know, I always want to do a podcast and make it the most authentic that it can be. But like everything else in my life, that it's changing how open I can be. It's changing how much I can be in public. It's all that's changing very strangely. And I, I wish I could mask somebody about it. But instead, I'll ask her, which is answer <laughs> maskers. I'll ask her. Dr. Leviathan writes, train hijacking, defeatist or incredibly optimistic? Because you can't really control where the train goes, right? That's an individual seeking I like it. stability, job security. <laughs> I like that. I think I think more. I think jacking is a funny expression. You got train jacking. You got car hijacking, carjacking. That's kind of where it stops. There's no like j- bicycle jacking, motorcycle jacking. Yeah, you can get my kids always jacked. take mints at the end of a meal. Mint jacking. No one says that. Like, he robbed a bank. It's not he 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 bank jacked. Yeah, we should. Say I that. like it. I think there should be more jacking. The only jacking is jacking off, and you're actually stealing. What do you What do you think? You're about, stealing you're that, you're that, you're that, that milky. <laughs> that milky solid substance that, that comes, comes out, out of you wiggle. Your, yeah, yeah, and you wiggle it and it comes uh, out, and you're no, stealing that you're from right, your though. own penis. I, I think, I think it's, instead of cock block, which I always thought was such a dumb, weird phrase. Yeah. What about a uh, dude? Uh, you, you beautiful girl, great opportunity jacked me. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Yeah. So that's great. Now, hey, you, hey, hey, you line jacked me. You just <laughs> cut me in line. That's line jacking. <laughs> I like That's it. That's what we should start saying. Line jacking. Line jacking. Greg Zilla writes, uh, uh, should I trust my dentist? Should I trust my dentist if he has a Yes, di- the he, answer is yes. If he has a dip in? I don't think you trust a, a dentist that's chewing tobacco, do you? They always say never trust a dentist who smokes. Or sorry, a doctor who smokes. Yeah. So don't trust a dentist that dips. And a never, dipping dentist. And never trust an autometrist who puts lemon in their eyes <laughs> while they're talking to you. They're just like, ah! Uh, Greg Zilla also writes, How about now? Ah! This is one. Ah! This is two. Ah! This is one. Ah! This is two. Ah! That's the lemon in the eyes optometrist character. <laughs> Thank you, Greg Zilla, for prompting. Greg Zilla also asks, Uh-oh. Tostito scoops, the world's tastiest ladle? Only when your hand becomes the most helpful 
handle. This is TJ Miller, CBC Booze, Snitsnap. <laughs> Frank Flabbergaster, TNT. Herbert Nobody, RobertsonView.com. Snap Petrius. Do a little news. The name's Snap. Snap Petrius. <laughs> Snap Petrius. Do a little Mr. news. Mr. Petrius, where's your, ne- where's your nephew? Do a little news. Do gooder Bofinkel. CNPP, PPCC, DD Sports. Hubble Tell Us Nope. <laughs> DDS, MSNBC. <laughs> All right, one or two more. Um, Omar F.W. writes, best way to dress for a job interview, business casual, business formal, or Optimus Prime? <laughs> I like that idea. I like Optimus Prime. I like, instead of business casual, casual business. That's when you go and answer your phone, you go, yeah, I'll take it. Hang up the phone and go, sorry, just a little casual business. <laughs> I like that. Um... You pick up the phone. Yeah, I'll pay you a certain amount of money for that trade or service rendered. Sorry, just a little casual business. It's why I wear my crew neck t-shirt. Here's one for Greg Zilla. Okay. For Godzilla. As a gift. Crew neck, V-neck, or Z-neck. You tell us on your podcast. <laughs> you tell us. Let us know. MD writes, MD writes, different cummerbunds, gardening, cucumber bund in Australia, down under bund at Super Mario's wedding, plumber bund. Yes. Yeah. When going to a formal event and Benedict Cumberpatch is your date, <laughs> Benedict Cumberbundpatch, <laughs> pumpkin, DDS, CBC, NBC. GRB. GHB. Frank Dillwickle. TPP. CCN. DA. Dillwater. 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 Hoverbody. (laughs) (laughs) So stupid. I love the idea of trying to say nonsense and messing up your nonsense. Your nonsense. As if they're like, who's Dillwater Blogstoner? I thought he was going to say Dillwater Blogstoner. Yeah. I like this one. Greg Zilla writes... Why do doves get so much more respect than pigeons when they're basically the same creatures? Why does Greg Zilla get so many masks I know. when I so don't, many doves are written in? I know. Uh, doves are a symbol of peace, and the other is something that I don't remember what it was. So it's been culturally ingrained in our minds. Thug Mills writes, does anything with soap on it become a loofer? Hmm. Is that the... You mean a loofah? It says loofer. Maybe he's spelling it correctly, but you know, that's right. Is if everything that has a ladle. Right, that's what I was thinking. It's the ladle ladle, of soap. Then anything that has soap on it can be a loofah. Yeah. It's the ladle of. It's the ladle of soap. A string makes. Of course, it's still a ladle. A string with a soap on the end. A loofah is a ladle. A loofah is a terrible ladle. Yeah, 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 it is. is, is. A loofer is a terrible ladle. <laughs> Bibberbody Hinnenhan, slamdancecompetition.org, streaming to you live from BBRG, GN, CBN, and DR letters. <laughs> and that's it for today.
Now leaving Nerdist.com. 